Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. You're here with me, Dan Ko, on Market View. And now let's quickly get you up to speed with what's happening in the markets. Asia Pacific stocks are trading lower this morning, with Australia leading the way down at 0.47%. Japan is down 0.72%, and Korea is down 1.21%. Now, this comes amid worries that there may be further escalation of the war in Ukraine after Poland said a Russian made rocket fell on a village and killed two people, heightening tensions on Europe's eastern flank. NATO has warned for months of the danger of a spillover from Vladimir Putin's war in Ukraine and we'll have the details for you in a bit but first, here's an analysis of the US markets overnight. Now all the major US averages finished the regular trading session higher overnight with the Dow Jones Industrial Average adding 0.17% to finish at 33,592 points. There's that composite jumped 1.45% to close in at 11,358 points. And the S&P 500 closed up at 0.87% to 3,991 points. Now, the rally overnight was driven by the release of the Producer Price Index report, which measures wholesale prices coming in below expectations, alleviating some of investors' concern around inflation. Chinese tech stocks were among the best performers, with Crane Shares CSI China Internet ETF gaining 9.56% for its best daily performance since March 16th. The Producer Price Index for Final Demand advanced 8% from a year ago, and this marks the smallest annual gain in more than a year, and 0.2% from a month earlier, which is lower than the estimate of 0.4%. The data comes against the backdrop of a smaller-than-expected monthly increase in the October Consumer Price Index, which investors and Wall Street welcomed as a sign that the fastest price increases in decades are finally starting to retreat. The report from the Labor Department also showed a decline in the cost of wholesale goods excluding food and energy. Goods prices dipped 0.1% and that was the first decrease in the core goods prices since May 2020 and followed an unchanged reading in September. Now, core goods disinflation has been the centre of economists' expectation for significant moderation in inflation next year. And this is something that the US Federal Reserve will be watching closely with many economists anticipating them to soon slow down the pace of interest rate hikes, although officials have emphasised that they remain firmly committed to taming inflation. Later today, we will also be watching up for the release of the U.S. retail sales report, which will offer another peek into consumer spending habits amid this inflationary environment. Meanwhile, one company making headlines is Apple, as it was reported that CEO Tim Cook announced that the company will be buying some of its chips from a factory in Arizona. Apple currently sources all of its processors from factories in Taiwan, and it designs its own chips and Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company manufactures the A-series and M-series processors that powers iPhones and Mac computers. But if Apple were to buy processors manufactured in the US, that would represent a significant diversification in Apple's supply chain away from Taiwan. It was also reported that Apple was considering buying chips from factories in Europe too. Thank you so much for that, Dan. Holistic update on all things on the global front. He'll come back with the Singapore news shortly. But the big story we're tracking this morning is a blast in Poland that has killed two and fresh escalation of tension against Russia. Ryan Huang will be coming in with the details very shortly. But first, let's see what's happening with the Singapore markets, Dan. Yes, and back at home, we're currently 12 minutes into the local trading day. And it looks like things are playing out similarly to the rest of the region with the 
Straits Times Index currently trading slightly lower by 0.17% at 3,269 points. So here are some stocks that are worth watching out for today. The first up on the list, Singapore Airlines. They carried 2.3 million passengers on a group level in October, up 6.2% from the previous month. Now that was a 4.9% increase in passenger capacity from September for SIA and Scoot. Year on year, the group capacity was up 109 Now, this reached up to 71% of pre-COVID-19 levels during October. SIA Group continued to note that it continued to see a strong travel demand and boosted by the spring school breaks in Australia and New Zealand as well as the relaxation of travel restrictions in Hong Kong, Japan and Taiwan. Next on the list, Capital Corporation. Its infrastructure unit announced that it is investing about 30 million euros to take a 49.9% stake in a new joint venture with Swiss-based company Met Group. The funds will come from Capital Infrastructure's sale of half of its 20% interest in Met Group to its CEO for about 31.9 million euros. And that's all we are tracking for the local markets. Let's bring in Raushan and Ryan Huang, who will be telling us more about what's happening in Poland. Thank you so much for that, Dan. Ryan, we have been tracking this story that's emerged from Poland overnight. What do you have for us? Yeah, so this is significant because for a long time, we've got Ukraine war playing out for many months. And finally, there is that potential flashpoint. Missiles Mm. hitting Poland. And bear in mind, Poland is a member of NATO. Mm. And how NATO works is if one member gets hit, the entire collective of NATO various members get together and respond. So right now, fingers are being pointed by Poland and the US at Russia. And Russia so far has denied any wrongdoing. And that's the first layer of questions. And the second layer is if they do um, find out that it is Russia, Russia sending those missiles and hitting Poland, the other question is, was it deliberate or was it a misfire? Because at the same time, alongside that, explosion in Poland, there was also a barrage of missiles hitting Ukraine. Mm. And one of those missiles hit a power facility that generates electricity to a large part of Europe. So that has disrupted um, oil supplies. And this is now sending oil prices higher. So we saw WTI in a knee-jerk response jump as much as 3.3% overnight. So that has now trimmed those gains and we are seeing prices of oil starting to moderate again. So maybe that is some composure returning to markets. And if you look at what's playing out for other commodities, prices of corn and soya beans are also pushing up higher, uh, but they have also trimmed some of those gains. And look at where Brent crude is at right now. We are seeing it at right now $93.90 per barrel, down from over 94 earlier this morning. Crude oil for WTI trading at 87 So that is down from over 89 earlier this morning. And looking at where we are for the safe haven US dollar, we are seeing that pick up again. Mm. Now higher by 0.2% at 106.64. And this also a reversal of the earlier change in direction where we saw the encouraging PPI numbers just sending hopes higher that the Fed might dial back on its aggressive rate hike policy. And that is now uh, seeing a bit of a reversal of direction for the US dollar and where we are for the US dollar versus Sing dollar, 1.371 right now. Uh, earlier this morning, it's at 1.37. So this is the, I guess, latest developments around Poland that mm. we'll be tracking because a major 
flashpoint when it comes to commodity prices. It also has a potential to disrupt the grain exports from Ukraine through the Black Sea if things escalate. So it's going to be one to watch out for in terms of market reactions. And like Dan pointed out, we are already seeing Asian markets getting a bit nervy at the opening minutes. Mm. Yeah, certainly a developing story. We'll be keeping an eye out on. Now, you touched on it there, the disruption to the markets to possibly the Black Sea corridor as well. In terms of disruption, the electricity was out for 7 million households across much of the country in Ukraine after that attack on the power plant. So worrying times and we'll certainly keep you up to date with the latest on Money FM 89.3. Now, Dan, I want to bring you in about something you touched on earlier, which is Apple shifting its manufacturing to America. We understand that they might set up a plant in Arizona, which is set to open in 2024. Why the shift and what do we expect from this? Yeah, the shift, I suppose, is a lot to do with the conflict that they had with China in recent years and in recent months. But it also comes against the backdrop of um, Xi Jinping and President Joe Biden. They recently had a meeting as well to talk about the possibility of having two superpowers prospering in a, in a world. So I suppose this is just them you know, trying to reduce their reliance on China for now. And as things progress, we can have a look to see. Maybe they might shift back again, but mm. things are uh, still unclear. So yeah. hopefully the relations between the US and China, we're all hoping for them to improve over time. But yeah, it remains to be seen. Yeah, certainly seems like Apple safeguarding their long-term interests just to be wary of anything that could happen between US and China for the better or for the worse. Yeah. Now, uh, Ryan, I just want to quickly finally ask you, Dan touched on it there, Joe Biden's meeting with Xi Jinping. Another person Xi Jinping will be meeting at the G20 summit, Rishi Sunak, just confirmed that they will. the two powers will be meeting. It's the first time a British Prime Minister and a Chinese, the Chinese president is meeting meeting since 2018. What do yeah. we expect from this? First meeting within both countries in five years. And here's what we can look forward to. Downing Street says Prime Minister Rishi Sunak is going to encourage China to use its place on the global stage responsibly mm. to resolve geopolitical tensions, ensure regional stability, and play its part in tackling the devastating global impact of the war in Ukraine. And he is expected to also stress the UK's National and economic security is going to be a precondition for any UK-China engagement. And among the issues that might crop up will be how the UK places a high importance on human rights. Mm. And this is going to be a very interesting conversation to be had between them because of all the sensitive issues around Xinjiang of course. and Hong Kong and so on. So this is um, going to be a very multifaceted conversation mm. because... In the past term under this trust, she wanted to deem or relabel China as a threat mm. to the UK. So this would have been a step up from being a systemic competitor. Yep. But now Rishi Sunak could try to couch the language a bit more conservatively by rolling back those ex uh, plans mm. to not go through with it, which was supposed to happen by the end of the year, to rewrite policies based on that label, uh, which will put it very close to where it is right now with Russia. Yep. So this is um, a balancing act for Rishi Sunak. Yeah, certainly seems like a balancing act and a U-turn from Liz Truss's label as a threat. It'll be a developing story. We are going to be keeping up to date on Money FM 89.3. Now, if you're just joining us, we're wrapping up Market View. Dan Ko, thank you so much for the updates. Ryan Huang, thank you so much for joining us. And listeners, thank you for staying with us. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. 
That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.